Again, isn't it great to be in the house of God? I want to say a special welcome to those who are on the live stream as well. You are, you are not forgotten. And I, I just pray that, that, as I've already said, that you're experiencing the presence of God, but also for us here this morning, isn't it? Isn't it great just to be together? To gather together as God's family. And so we're going we're gonna to open the word now and it's my prayer that our, our eyes and our ears will be open to hear what it is that God wants to say to us this morning through what he's put on my heart. And, you know, over the, over the past number of weeks, the messages have, have stirred in us a, a recommittal or a, a time to, to think about where our commitment is in relation to God. You know, Ali shared a few weeks ago in, in the first message for 2022, which is you know, it's, it's the new year, it's resolutions. And so she talked about that and, and, and the fact that we can choose God every single day and the challenge to choose and love God every single day. And then, and then last week, Neil, our, our senior pastor, you know, he, he challenged us not to be these people that are just going through the motions of stuff. Not just being um, cruising through life but really committed in our faith and, and looking to see what God is doing. And we had awesome opportunity to pray over different aspects of this and we stood together as a church family and, and there was this challenge not to be lukewarm in our faith. And, and if, if we're in this place of going in the wrong direction, that we would turn around and we would come back to God and, and recommit and, and get actively involved in what God is planning in this place through his people. And so I've been thinking about that a lot this week, I've been reflecting on that, and, and, and what, is, what is it to, to have a faith that is, that is white hot? To have a faith that is not just, just lukewarm, but to, to be all in, to be fully engaged and, and connected to what God has, has for me, and to be fully engaged and connected to what God has for us as a, as a church family. You know, and I've, I've taken some time to consider that for my life, but, but I've also been thinking about the life of our church community and, and you know, maybe, maybe there are some places where at the moment we're just going through the motions. And that's a, that's a real challenge and I want us to get a handle on that. You know, and it, because there's, there's no doubt that God is at work. Again, this morning, the songs that Bruce brought and the communion message that Karen brought has all just seamlessly fit together. And I don't know if you realise this, but the, the way we do things here is that no one, no one talks to each other. <laughs> and what I mean by that is the worship leader doesn't talk to the person who's, who's bringing the message and, and doesn't talk to the person running communion, but God brings it all together. God is active and at work. And, and for me, and I hope for all of us as a body of Christ, I don't want us to miss the journey that God has us on, yeah? Because we're just going through the motions and in, in John 14, 6, Jesus says to his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And over this past week, as I, as I contemplated what to share, and I was challenged with those questions about what it is to be white hot in my faith, and where we're just being lukewarm, and, and I was asking questions, you know, where does God sit in my life? Where does God sit in our lives? Where, where are those areas where we're just going through the motions? Where are those areas where we are just lukewarm? And those questions were circulating over and over and over in my head. And this verse was the constant response. 
I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The answer to those questions is Jesus. And so this is the verse we're going to spend some time on today. We're going to be working through this and it's, they are simple yet very profound words of Jesus. And as I talk, I want you to consider those questions that I've talked about. You know, where, where is God situated in my life? You know, are there things I'm just going through the motions with? Am I lukewarm towards God? Or am I all in? Or am I white, am I white hot in that? Or, or am I somewhere completely different altogether? And so the first part of that, vo- uh, that verse, Jesus is the way. You know, as, as, as humans, we have, we have this inbuilt instinct in us, a desire to want to wanna know where it is that we're going. We have this, this desire, I don't know, does anyone else have that desire? To, to understand the details about how we're getting somewhere. You know, if we, if we go on a long road trip, we need to understand and we, we need to know the directions or rely on a, on a GPS nowadays in order to get to our destination. And that's for any trip, in, for that matter, you know, it's, it's to even get here to church or hopefully find your way home after church. But in order to get to the destination that we want to get to, we need to know the path that we're going to take to get there. Yeah, and, a, and a number of years ago, before, before I had an army of small children, um, my wife and I, we took several long road trips over a number of years. It didn't take a number of years, but you know what I mean? Like we did a six-week trip here, and then a couple of years later we did a six trip. Anyway, one which took us from, from here, from Darwin, across to Broome via the Kimberleys and the, and the, what's it called? Gibb River Road. Awesome. And then another one which took us to far north Queensland and back again obviously. And they were amazing trips. We saw amazing things. But there was huge amounts of planning that went into that. You know, there was, there was the daily destination that we're trying to reach. There's the itineraries, the accommodation, the campsites, the fuel strategies, the food prep, and how are we going to cover three weeks worth of food while we're on the Gibb River Road when there's no shops? And then adding to that, we travelled with other people. And so there were multiple vehicles and, and, you know, you just add other people and then that brings complexity in itself, doesn't it? And so there were some interesting times, both in the preparation and during, and, but all of those plans had to be in place in order for us to get to our final destination. You know, and, and as, as Christians, as, as people who have accepted Christ into our hearts, we actually know our final destination, don't we? We know where we are going. John, John 3, 16 tells us in that well-known verse that says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. As people who believe in Jesus, in his death and in his resurrection, we will not die and we will be raised to eternal life with God and Jesus in heaven. You know, we know our ultimate destination but there is this human instinct in us, a desire in us to want to know what's going to happen along the way. Does anyone else want to know what, what happens along the way? You know, to understand the details, to understand the roads, the directions, to make plans to, and, and even other destinations along the way to that final destination. 
You know, and if, again, going back to that, that road trip, if it's a long one, we've got to work out where we're stopping and when we're getting food and fuel and all sorts. And we want to know that before we start. There's a real, there's, there's a real desire in us to know the details and yet, you know, as, as Christians in our Christian walk, in our Christian journey, we, we want to know, you know, we, we know the final destination but we don't know any of the details. And that can be scary, can't it? And that can actually hold us back. But as we've read in, in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way. Jesus is the way. And so our, our journey in our faith requires us to trust in him every single day allowing him to make the path, allowing him to choose the destination, allowing him to choose the direction that we take because Jesus is the way. He is the only one who knows the best route, the best direction, the best path to take and we have to trust in him and and actually just let him sit in the driver's seat. And in Matthew 3.18, Jesus says to us, Truly I tell you, Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And I was thinking about that verse too, and and in contrast to the trips through the Kimberley and to far north Queensland that my wife and I took, when when I first moved up here, I moved from South Australia, I was about 10 years old, I'm not going to tell you how old I am now, but I moved up here with my mum and dad, and most of our family, and obviously our friends, we left in South Australia. You know, my, my grandparents and my aunts and my uncles and my cousins all lived in and around Adelaide. And so every year during Christmas, at, at about this time of year, over school holidays, our family would jump in the car and we would drive 3,000 k's over two days to visit everyone we'd left behind and then we'd jump in the car and we'd drive all the way back. And so for those trips, as a kid... All I had to do was sit and sleep, read a book. We didn't have fancy things like iPads and screens. I mean, or I had to eat snacks. Or the, the most important job that I had to do was to annoy my older sisters. But, but for the most part, I didn't have to worry about any of the logistics. I just simply had to get in the car and go. Enjoy the scenery, enjoy the journey. And I put my trust in my mum and dad that they would know how to get there. Now, the, the way to get to Adelaide isn't that hard, or it wasn't when I, was, when I was little. You get on the Stuart Highway, you drive for two days. If you're unlucky enough to get the one traffic light that was in Alice Springs, that was a bad trip. And then you get to Port Augusta and you turn left. Done. So even as a kid, I knew the directions, but you know what I'm saying. And, and, and this analogy might be a bit of an oversimplification, but it's exactly what we need to do with God and allow him to take full control and let him lead us to the destinations that he has for us, to give him control, to let him set the course. You know, and, and Luke 18, 7 reinforces what the previous verse says and it says anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it 
You know, perhaps as we're sitting here this morning, as we're watching online, we are, we are overcomplicating our journey. We are overcomplicating our journey with God because perhaps we're not giving him full control of what he wants to do and of where he wants to take us. And we're so busy making plans and deciding paths that we're getting in the way and, and what we really need to do is just trust in him. To trust in him daily, to, to simply know that Jesus each and every day is with us and walk in faith with him, to, to choose him every single day as Ali challenged us a couple of weeks ago. Because Jesus is the way, he's not the only way but he's the best way and he's the only way to heaven and I don't know about you but that's where I want to be. He's the only way to God. And in fact, if we, if, if we read that John 14, 6 verse that we're focusing on today, it says, I am the way, the truth and the life. It also goes on to say, no one can come to the Father except through me. So our only way to God, our only way to that final destination is through Jesus. And so, so Jesus is this path to our final destination, but, but Jesus is also known as the Good Shepherd. And in Psalm 23, verses 1 to 3, we read this, it says, The Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. And he lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. And he renews my strength and he, he guides me along the right paths, bringing honour to his name. And so we, we are like sheep under the care of that good shepherd. We are part of Jesus' flock and, you know, there's, there's a thing about sheep is that most of the time, most of the time, they don't choose their own path. And when they do, it usually ends very badly. But rather, sheep rely on a shepherd to lead them to where they need to go. And that's just like us. We need to allow Jesus to lead us. You know, who wouldn't want the creator of the universe, the creator of everything, the one who has ultimate power and is above all things and control over all things to be the one that's giving us directions, to be the one that's guiding us to the destinations that he intends for us to go to, to be fulfilling plans and purposes and leading us in our lives to the destinations that he has for us. And, and in order for that to happen, we need to give him complete control. We need to be trusting in him. We need to relinquish control. And so Jesus, as, as the good shepherd, he, he not only leads us but, and, and guides us, but he also protects us. He protects his flock. And, and in biblical times, when, when, when this was being spoken about, the, the shepherds, they would, they would put their sheep into, into walled pens or, or places where there was only one entrance at night. And then the shepherd would lie or sit in that entranceway. If anything wanted to attack the sheep, it had to come through the shepherd. The shepherd was there to protect the sheep from wild animals or those that might come and steal the sheep away. And so as, as Jesus is our good shepherd, he, he leads and guides us, but he protects us from an enemy. 
from an enemy that wants to steal and kill and destroy. And he didn't just sit at the gate, he laid down his life to protect us from an enemy who is all about destruction. You know, he, he laid down his life on the cross for each one of us and, and in doing so, he conquered death. And he took away the power of that enemy and so death no longer claims us. But we have eternal life and we know our final destination because of Jesus. Because he is the way. Jesus is the way and he is also the truth. Jesus is the truth. But what, what does that mean for us? What does that simple statement mean for us? You know, we can, we can all know truth ourselves, can't we? You know, we can, we can know the truth about things that we have done. Maybe what we have, have personally experienced in the past. And we, we might like to think we know the truth about events that have happened around the place. Or details that we see on TV or online or wherever we might be getting our information from. Someone else getting it secondhand. And we think we know what the truth is, but, but we can never be too sure, can we? We can, we can know truth, but we can't claim to be truth. Which is what Jesus does here when he says, I am the way and I am the truth. You know, there are always going to be things that we don't know. There are always going to be things that we have done wrong and we can't correct that. And there might be lies and untruths that we have spoken, yet Jesus, on the other hand, is truth because there is nothing that he does not know. And he is without flaw And he is without sin. He was that perfect sacrifice. There is nothing false in him. There is nothing misleading about him. And no lie ever passed his lips. And Jesus was with God in the beginning. John 1 says that in the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. In this passage, John is describing Jesus as the Word. Jesus is the Word, He is the truth. Jesus is God and God knows all things. So in those, in those serious moments in our lives when we are trying to figure out what is truth and what is lie, we can measure it against the words of Jesus. Because He tells no lie, He speaks truth. He is truth. And so as we daily walk on this journey, we need to be allowing him to lead us and to be seeking his truth through his word and allowing that truth to shape and mould our hearts, to shape and mould our attitudes, to shape and mould our understandings of, of who we are in him and what he desires for each one of us in this life and for all eternity. Jesus is the word, Jesus is the truth. Put your trust in him every single day and allow him to lead us in his way. You know, there there might be times when we feel like that enemy has got in 
and is trying to steal and kill and destroy the things in our lives. Where we feel like there are moments where things are just being destroyed. Where we feel like there is seasons of destruction. But you know, the the really good thing about that is that God can use all things. God can use everything to work for his good and for his purpose. And Romans 8, 28 tells us that we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. But in order to be called according to his purpose, we need to put our trust in him. To put our trust in him because he is the way. To put our trust in that good shepherd who who will lead us and then speak his truth into us and into every single situation that we face. Because Jesus is the way and Jesus is the truth. And then finally, Jesus is the life. You know, Jesus, Jesus is the good shepherd. And as I said before, the enemy does come to, to steal and to kill and destroy. But in contrast to the enemy, Jesus came to give life and to give life in abundance. You know, again, our life is not just about the numbered days we have here on earth that ends in a hole in the ground or as dust scattered to the wind. But our life is intended for all eternity to be with God in heaven. Our life is an eternal one because of Jesus. All because Jesus came. He came and and he lived this, this perfect life and And he laid down his life on the cross for each one of us as a a perfect sacrifice. And in doing that, he conquered death so that we might have life. In John 10.10, Jesus says this to, to us. He says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose... Jesus' purpose is to give them, give us, those who believe in Jesus, a rich and satisfying life. A life that isn't just now, but for all time. Now, Jesus sacrificed everything. He conquered death and he enabled a way for us to be in restored relationship with God. But that's not his only purpose. As we've just read, his purpose is for us to have a rich and satisfying life. A rich and satisfying life filled with incredible moments as we journey closely with God each and every day, moment by moment. You know, not being so wrapped up in the details, so fixated on on what we are going to accomplish or where we are going to be in the next five years or the next 10 years. 
You know, Proverbs 16, 9 is a great reminder for us this morning that says we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You know, I want to I challenge us not to be in a rush, but to recognize that this, this is a journey of steps. And it's supposed to be a journey of steps that's led by Jesus. So I want to challenge us this morning to be making sure that we are allowing Jesus to lead us. Allow him to direct our steps. To be living our life with an eternal perspective. You know, because because God is this incredible creator of all things that we see and he is so powerful and he knows all truth. And his intention for us is to have a life that is so much better and so much fuller and so much richer and so much more meaningful than we could ever imagine or obtain in our own strength and in our own planning. You know, remember that God's plan is is for more than just right now. It is about what's happening right now. And it's not just about our life here on earth, but it is about our life here on earth. But his plan covers all eternity. Every moment, this moment right now, is part of eternity. The moment we're going to have tomorrow is part of eternity. Everything that we do is part of eternity. And so we need to live our lives out with this eternal perspective. To stop consuming our lives, striving for that next thing or the next promotion or the better, more comfortable lifestyle or crossing that next item off our achievement list. But rather just to ensure that our lives are are journeyed with our attention consumed by Jesus, consumed by him who wants to to lead us, who, who is the way, who knows the best path, who knows the right places to stop, who knows the places that you need to be, the one who wants to lead us beside still waters, who wants to protect us from harm, to take those moments where everything seems like it's going wrong and use them for his glory and for his good and for his purpose and grow us stronger and closer to him. To have our lives consumed by Jesus who is the truth. To be engulfed by his word, to be engulfed by his truth every single day and every single moment. To be viewing the world around us through the word, through his truth. To be able to break down what is truth and what is lie. To be able to break through those lies lies that the world is telling us or that we're telling ourselves about who we are and what we're worth. We are intended, we are designed, we were created to be sons and daughters of God. Heirs to the throne of the Most High God, loved by a Heavenly Father whose only desire is to love each one of us for all eternity. Do you get the significance 
of what we are doing here. And so as I close this morning, I want you just to take some time to reflect on what you are doing right now, where you are right now with God. And ask the questions that are on the screen there. Is Jesus your way? Is he the one that is determining the steps you take? Is Jesus your truth? Is he the one that you look to to when you are seeking truth in the things that you face? And is Jesus your life? Is he the source of your life or are you frantically scrambling to put together something that you can call a life in your own strength? Just think about that now. But also I want to challenge you to think about that during the week. To have that verse in your head. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. He is the answer to all things. Why don't you stand with me and let's just pray as I close. Lord God, I just want to, I want to thank you again this morning for Jesus. And I want to thank you, Jesus, that you came and you gave up everything for us. I thank you that you laid down your life so that we can find a way back to you. So that we can be in relationship with you. And God, I thank you that because of Jesus' resurrection, that death no longer holds any power over us and that our life is eternal. And God, I pray for each one of us this morning. I pray for each one of us that is hearing this message that we would give you control. Jesus, we invite you to come and to be the way in each of us. Jesus, come and lead us and guide us every single day as your word promises that you will do. And God, in those moments where we have control, God, I pray you would give us the ability just to let go, to relinquish that control and that you be in the driver's seat. And God, I pray that you would reveal your truth, that you would give us wisdom to live lives that glorify and honour you, to live lives that are examples to those that we meet, to live lives that draw people to you. And Jesus, I want to thank you this morning that you are life. And I thank you that you are the source of our life, which is a life that is everlasting. And God, I pray that we would live our lives with an eternal perspective. I pray that you would give us eyes to see you at work, ears to hear your wisdom. boldness to speak your truth because God we want to see your kingdom reign both now and forever and God I pray that we would not get in the way but rather God that you would enable us to be your hands and your feet to be part of the plans and purposes that you have for this place, for Cornerstone. 
but also, God, to be part of the plans and the purposes that you have for this city. And to be part of the plans and the purposes that you have for this nation. God, I thank you that you are the way. That you are the truth. That you are the life that we need. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. We're going to sing again in a minute. And um, just to close, and as always, the front is open for prayer. If you want to come to the front, I'd love to pray with you. I'm sure there's other people here that would love to pray with you. I'm going to put my mask on again in a sec so we can do that. And maybe you're here this morning and, and you don't have that relationship with Jesus. And I can say to you that Jesus died for you and he is inviting you into that space. He wants you in his family. He wants to give everything to you. He wants to give you life and life eternal. And if that's you and you want to you make that commitment, I want to invite you to come down the front over here and I want to I pray with you and speak to you about what that means and what that decision means. But otherwise, just this week, just reflect. Where is Jesus at in your life? Please stay for, for coffee afterwards, have a chat. And bless you heaps, guys. Bless you.